I think anytime your partner's growing and expressing themselves more, there's has to be a younger part of us that gets a concern about that. I think that's pretty universal. But if you're not up for that journey of growth, then you're going to have a lot of trouble supporting the bigger expression that your partner is capable of. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Art of We podcast. This is episode number 58. Today, we are going to be sharing another agreement that we had when we first got together, a basis for our relationship that we ended up turning into a vow, a marriage vow. And this is the vow or agreement to support each other's greatest expression. And we wanted to get into the nuance of what that means to us because we feel like it's really a pivotal perspective for our partnership because it's really standing for supporting our partner to develop and evolve and become the greatest expression of who they can be in the world. And if we're not actually partnering with them in that mission, in that vision, then it can be really hard for anybody to actually step into their fullest expression as a human being in this lifetime if they don't have that kind of support. And we really feel like it's important for partners to do that together. Yeah. I think we've both in, been in relationships before in the past where that was not one of the agreements or there were big challenges with trying to do that with prior partners. And I feel like it's a challenging one, but it's a really fun one for us because it also requires a lot of personal growth on the part of the person who's supporting the other person. Right. Say more about that. For example, your self-expression in the world is really, really, really important to me. And it also can involve and often does involve you going out and spending time with other people, spending time in deep work with yourself, you know, spending time away from direct interaction with me. Mm -hmm. And so for me to show up and really push you to express yourself more fully sometimes means that younger parts of me get into the conversation about, well, what about us or what about me? And so that's a, that's a really useful growth opportunity for me. I can relate on my side when you have a strong ambition or goal that requires a lot of you and it's going to require a lot of you to change into a human being that you're not currently in order to accomplish that goal. And then I'm kind of like some of my parts are like, wait a minute, like, who are you going to be at the end of this goal? Or what's going to happen to us as a result of this ambition or this this time away from, from the we in our kind of normal daily lives? So I can totally relate to that. It does require that we put aside our fears or where we get scared, or maybe even more accurately said that we share with each other where we get afraid and work through it together so that all of our parts are included 
and we're feeling like we're on the same team rather than parts getting split off or us having fear that's not actually supportive for the other person to do what they need to do. Like I might in some subconscious way try to be sabotaging your progress <laughs> because parts of me doesn't want you to do this particular thing or something like that. Uh, you have a lot of skill there. I haven't experienced you doing that. And I've experienced that before in the past with other folks. But I guess one way to say it is that there's a growth imperative that we face as the supportive partner to face and deal with and integrate any of the injuries or concerns that the younger parts of us may have that would keep us in more of a ossified dynamic where our relationship is more about maintaining the status quo or not getting threatened. I think anytime your partner's growing and expressing themselves more, there's has to be a younger part of us that gets a concern about that. I think that's pretty universal. But if you're not up for that journey of growth, then you're going to have a lot of trouble supporting the bigger expression that your partner is capable of. And if we don't have that kind of support from our partner at home, where it's not a safe place to explore what's happening for us or what we want, or even like for me, there's a big part of feeling safe with you to rewrite perspectives that I have that are no longer up to date with what would actually be true to who I am now. Like I think a lot of my journey about stepping into more authentic expression and line expression is finding and looking at the subordinated perspectives or indoctrinated perspectives that I have to really face and look at or be challenged by you in order to get to my next level of growth. And if I don't have a secure home base with you to do that in a safe, trusted way, I don't know how I would continue to evolve in the way I want to evolve as a human being in this lifetime. I mean, sure, I've had super amazing friendships that have been really supportive, but without like a home base where I feel safe and secure, it'd be really hard. Yeah, absolutely. And I think about the, um, on my side, the level of change and explosive growth that's happened since I met you to me is a reflection of just the incredible capacity that you have for not pushing me in any kind of aggressive way, but being so supportive of my expression in the world. I wouldn't be changing lives the way we are as an organization around mental health globally if if you weren't in my life. I'm 100% certain of that. Likewise. I'm so grateful for how you show up for me and push me and challenge me in really strong but supportive ways you know, when you get in there with me. One thing that happened for those of you who haven't maybe heard episodes before, when I met Krista, you were still working for a coaching organization, which you had a mentor named, still have a mentor, I guess, named uh, Lloyd Fickett, who's an amazing person, developed the collaborative way coaching strategy for executive teams and companies. And you were traveling quite a bit and coaching executives. And it was interesting in the beginning when I met you to hear about how challenging it was to deliver that coaching method to an audience that more often than not was not really wanting to hear it. And they were 
dragged into it by the executive team or the CEO themselves. So we started having a conversation about that and what that was like for you to work with people who didn't want to be coached, essentially, from my perspective. That's my perspective. Yeah, so essentially, like you're saying, we brought in this methodology of a way of relating to each other inside of companies. And when I would bump up against most people, or a lot of people, not everybody, but who felt like they didn't want to grow, they didn't want to do the work, they got super stuck in their perspectives, they were inflexible. It's just like the kind of partnership that me and the person I was working with, like our partnership basically fell flat. And of course there was, you know, you have to be a good coach in order to support somebody to actually see new perspectives and do certain stuff. But it was kind of like pulling teeth at times. It just wasn't fun. And if you're in a partnership, whether it's at home, whether it's even a friendship or at work, like a a co-founder or business partner, or even a colleague who has a different level of growth mentality or growth willingness, it's really hard to support each other's evolution. Is that where you're talking about with the coaching? Yeah. I mean, I think to me, it was clear that Lloyd was really trying to support your fullest expression inside of the context of what you were doing with, with him and the coaching you were providing. What I'm calling attention to is that I felt like an early expression of this topic of supporting one another's greatest expression was noticing that your audience in that work context was not very receptive to what I perceived as your very high level gifts and talents as a coach. And, you know, I had my own, certainly my own corollary of that as a psychiatrist in working with a wide variety of people. And some people were so highly motivated and wanting to change, you know, that they would go and do every single thing that I asked them to do before they even got back for their follow-up appointment. And then I had people who would struggle for years and often not do almost anything that I recommended that they do. And so it's a different experience when you're working with a client like that. So my point is that I really encouraged you to consider something that was really scary for you, which was to ultimately move on from that position because I felt like there was a bigger expression for you than trying to deliver your gifts and talents to people who didn't really want coaching. And so now we get to explore how to support you to express yourself in a way that feels like there's more mutuality in the coaching relationships. Here's one place where I really feel like you are able to support my greatest expression. And that was an example of where I feel like so often you, our partners, you in this case, can see something about what's happening for us that we can't yet see. Like we can see a possibility. We can see where they're getting stuck. We can see so much more because we're not actually swimming in it like they are. And I feel like in that case, you were able to see something that wasn't quite working in terms of where I felt most expressed and there could be another level of expression there in my life. And we both stood for that and it's been amazing. And the things that we have created together, the things I continue to work on and and grapple with and find my way in terms of really feeling and finding how to co-create a mutual 
coaching relationship where both people are as invested in the person's growth as possible so we can actually do something real together. And I think you're just pointing to a very common way, again, that you support me, which is seeing what I can't see and challenging me when you're seeing that I'm feeling some form of disempowerment or stuckness. I feel stuck and I feel like I don't have a, a, a way to move. You come in with your ninja skills and they're like helping me see that there's something, there's another possibility here that we're not seeing. So I'm very grateful for that. Me too. It's a beautiful thing to have a partner where you have this agreement with them because there's a lot of mutuality in the dance of support and challenge for one another. And over the time that we've been working with this, the difference between what feels like challenge and what feels like support, like those terms has, uh, the definition has kind of blended into one experience for me where, you know, you might be pointing out a blind spot for me. Maybe in the past, I used to think of that as a challenge, maybe, you know, or congratulating me on a victory or something might feel like support, but the whole thing is part of how we love each other. And it's such a, a powerful tool for growth. And there's a recognition that can sometimes come online when we notice that we're kind of behind what our partner wants to do or their expression, but maybe not 100%. And that's a good moment to take a look at too. Like, for example, if you want to go to a yoga class at six in the morning, <laughs> and I'm mostly in support of that. But not fully. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I like cuddling you with you when we wake up. Oh, that's so sweet. I like that too. Well, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we can share a few more nuances about how this shows up in our relationship and where we can get hung up and where we're tangibly using this on a real-time basis so that you can apply this to your relationship if it's a fit for you. Okay, we'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements, agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple, and they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance. And now back to the episode. Welcome back. I want to share another way that you are actively supporting me around this piece of the agreement and now vow that we have to support each other's greatest expression, which is that whenever I'm stuck in some sort of outdated perspective, or I have some sort of language like, it's not okay to think that, it's not okay to do that, it's not okay to say that, it's not okay to want that, it's not okay to feel that, like any kind of like, it's not okay to. I really feel your commitment to neither of us being victims of our belief systems or something that we were taught when we were younger. There's there's a lot of places where I can get stuck and I cannot see a pathway. Now, another helpful vow that we have is to 
always find a possibility when we don't see it. So that's super helpful. And by the way, if you're interested in hearing more about all these vows, you can go to kristavanderveer.com. It's downloadable on our website, the top 10 agreements that we have that we turned into vows. You can hear more about that there. But this particular vow keeps us moving forward when we get stuck. And I really feel that from you. I think it's such an important part of having each other's back because this is a blind spot that we all have of getting stuck in an old perspective or uh, a stale perspective where we're not seeing possibility. And I don't know how people who don't have someone watching their blind spots grow as quickly as people who have someone watching their blind spots because it's just too hard to see your own blind spots. Okay, here's another aspect that I feel like can come up for us at times is the whole cancel culture and the fear of being canceled because of something that we are trying to figure out what we think about a particular subject. We're trying to find information to inform us, but there is such a, a strong fear amongst us culturally and individually, at least over here, of attempting to stand for something, but then being canceled because there's either it's misheard or there's not enough information or, you know, this might be a polarizing opinion. And I think that having each other to be able to hash some of these things out together, we're, we're not going to throw each other under the bus and we're going to challenge each other is a really important reason to have this as an agreement as well in a partnership. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up cancel culture because I was just this week in a conversation with our friend Jason Gaddis, the host of the Relationship School podcast, and he framed it as the cancel culture phenomenon is a non-relational take on how we deal with people's opinions, right? It's like so-and-so said X, Y, and Z, and therefore they're out the door, never want to unsubscribe, you know, never want to be in that person's orbit ever again. And it's a non-relational approach to dealing with life, right? It's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So I think that the approach to differences of opinion that prevents discussion or comes into a you're with us or against us kind of perspective is really backwards, right? It's not forward looking. It's not looking for possibility. It's shutting down what we need to move ahead. And I'm not saying that all people are amenable to being influenced or changed in their opinion. And that's not the point. I think the point is that vigorous discourse and differences of opinion is really important for progression of culture. And if people with different opinions can't talk to each other anymore because they're canceled inside of the point of view of the canceler, boy, we're, we're in trouble. Yeah. It reminds me of the a recent film that just got released called Abortion Talks. And going into watching the film, one would think it was actually about pro-choice versus pro-life, like it being about standing for one or the other of those. But what it was actually about was the two sides, the women who were for pro-choice and the women who were for pro-life, and they were the people on media speaking about each side, they secretly came together to actually have a discussion, not a debate, but a discussion 
about what was happening. This was back in, I think that was it the 1980s when the, there was a lot happening around shootings at different clinics, abortion clinics. I think it was the 1980s. I might be getting that wrong. I think it was the 90s. Yeah. So these women secretly came together because if the world knew they were coming together, that there would be a lot of speculation about what was actually happening. But they were discussing the underlying issues and they were also standing for there being peace rather than what was actually showing up as conflict, massive conflict and polarization in the world. And in those discussions, they were able to be relational and have conversations. And they actually, even though they didn't necessarily change their stances, they became relational on these conflictual topics. And what occurred as a result of that was extraordinary. I would highly recommend checking out Abortion Talks. I can put a link for the, the film in the show notes. But that's an example of, I think, what you're talking about is the cancel culture is not relational. We're not coming together to have a conversation. People are just throwing darts at each other and hiding behind social media because they can hide mm -hmm. behind the social media platforms by doing that. Yeah, and whatever happened to respectful differences of opinion that can be very, very different opinions, you know, whether it's like conservative and liberal or anything, any polarized discussion. Right. And let's say you and I had a very polarized opinion about something. I would want to get in there and get in there and understand. Help me understand why you have that position rather than make assumptions about why you have that position. And so much can be opened up there. So much more can be understood. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting excited about this conversation. <laughs> yeah. So coming back to supporting one another's fullest expression. Yeah. Tell me maybe why you have challenge of supporting my 6 a.m. yoga experiment <laughs> besides wanting to cuddle with me is there anything else in there like I think it I think it can be challenging to actually always recommit again to supporting each other's expression it takes work it's not like a super easy thing yeah well I was a bit tongue-in-cheek when I was saying that you know I wasn't fully on board with that I think that there are bigger challenges that can arise in a partnership, like for example, what if your partner wants to go, you know, into a solitary retreat for three years, or they want to go have a conversation with an ex-partner that, you know, feels really uncomfortable, or they, there's all kinds of things that can happen. I want to take a job in New York because it's going to open up my career. Well, okay, what about us and how's this going to impact, you know, so the 6 a.m. yoga class is, is uh, <laughs> kind of kids play yeah. in terms of what can come up in a partnership. Yeah. Yeah. And we've experienced some of these conversations. I mean, specifically the one about like having conversations with people who were intimately involved with for many years previously. And what would you suggest to those people who are saying, well, what about those things? I think it's all about taking your time with the conversation with your partner and relating to the fear or activation that's coming up with a lot of care and patience and being with and not overriding that fear, being kind and generous with it, but also not letting your fear run your vocal cords or your actions. Mm -hmm. um, so it can get complicated and sometimes you need help. Sometimes you need a couple therapist or a neutral friend to help hold space and 
you know, help you regulate through a really difficult conversation if it, yeah. if it is super challenging. Yeah. And we all have different injuries that are going to be more sensitive for us personally than for someone else. And I think you're right that when we slow it down and we talk through it and we stay in the conversation with each other and we care for each other's experience and we work it out until we get into more of this we perspective where we're aligned, we understand it, we are willing to do what it takes to support it, which might take a lot of work to get there. But if we can't right. get to that point, then, you know, then definitely getting external support would be the next option. Yeah. It's important what you said about getting to where you can support it because then you kind of know that you're not as much in an I perspective and more in a we perspective at that point. Right. And like you said, that could take a long time. It could take a lot of investment of energy and processing. Right. I mean, there's been random things like you choosing to write a book, us taking various vacations for different reasons by ourselves. Mm -hmm. You wanting to get another dog. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, we haven't had anything that's been like we couldn't work through ourselves. And not to say that that's not going to come, but I think that this agreement that we have and the practice that we've been doing will really support if and when something that feels like a really big deal gets dropped in our laps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else you want to add about supporting each other's expression? Well, I think there's... um something that hasn't been said yet, which is that if you are in a relationship where you have to suppress important desires that you have, man, that's going to be hard over time because yeah. what tends to happen, and you know, some people listening probably know this already from their own personal experience, that those suppressed desires come out in sideways forms. They can come out as unconscious behaviors that punish your partner for feeling trapped in the dynamic of that. There's all kinds of things that can happen. So we, we're really talking about taking a proactive and courageous stance toward accepting and holding together all of each other, even when it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. At the end of the day, life is short. And why would we stay in a relationship that requires us to not be fully ourselves? It's a really important question. And I can say that the things that come out sideways, like even with you and me, even though we're like kind of on top of ourselves quite a bit, when things come out sideways, it can be really hard to track back to figure out what it's tied to. And we do a lot of work of being like, okay, hold on, like, let's figure this out. Let's really take a, a look at what's going on here. But I think that most most relationships, this isn't done at this level of diligence. And then that kind of resentment over time builds up. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves in a relationship where like, oh my God, I can't even be myself. Right. They want me to be somebody different and it's not who I am. And then, you know, it's a much harder moment to try to get out of that moment than it is to be proactive, like you're saying in real time, so we don't get to that big of a chasm between us. Yeah takes courage, but it's very worthwhile. So I think one invitation might be to really take a look to see inside of yourself, dear listener, if there is a place in you that's not actually really in full support of your partner's expression, their fullest expression, all of it, the whole range, the whole rainbow. And if you do have resistance to supporting them in some form, then to just take a deep look as to why. Like, 
-hmm. Take the time to inquire about that within yourself. And if you have a relationship where it can handle that kind of conversation, then I would invite you to bring it up with your partner. Yeah. And if you are in a relationship where you have a habit of not bringing yourself forward and not sharing the thing, you could ask yourself, why am I doing that? Like, why am I not expressing this part of myself to my partner? Yeah. Or why, why do I want to be in a relationship that can't support that? Right. And maybe even more important, have I truly tested that my relationship is able to or unable to, as the case may be, support my fullest expression? Because a lot of people assume that their relationship can't do that and might even leave a relationship without truly testing and, you know, standing in the fire of being yourself and seeing what happens. Those are little cookie crumbs to one of our next episodes, which is about another agreement that we have that is to gamble everything for love. And that's at the basic essence of it, of what you just named. So you'll be hearing more about that in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow the show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If the show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We.